you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hey everyone, this is your host, Susan Rosen, and I am here for another podcast with Dr. Chris Azola. And today she is, who is a licensed naturopath, I should say, in San Francisco, which is the Bay Area is where I live as well. So, and today's we're going to talk about the main components of good digestion. And in particular, how that's, that gets impacted as we age and some of the things that we can do to mitigate those things that happen. You know, some of those results, I guess if you want to call it, from, from the aging process. <laughs> the thing none of us escape. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. I knew the doctor would have the answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so welcome, Chris. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I, um, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. Uh, like I said, it impacts us all. So having great strategies around it is a good way to maintain uh, health throughout the years and prevent, you know, it's, it's preventative medicine at its best since, as many people know, food is our medicine, is one of our primary forms of medicine, and it's important to be able to take in and process that, um, mm. that food and medicine. So uh, the, the main components that I, I say main because digestion is very sophisticated. So I'm going to focus on the main things you need to have to have maintain a healthy and optimal digestion. And that is, we need to have First of all, we need to have good saliva, you know, that's kind of the, okay. you know, in the mouth, we do start processing our carbs there, but uh, we need to have the lubrication to take in food. And so, and, and actually having dry mouth is one of those things that makes things seem unappealing, especially foods that seem dry to us. Oh, so um, the that. other thing is digestive enzymes. We need mm -hmm. to be able to take in the food and then process it so that we can absorb it. So adequate yeah. enzymes, critically important. Um, another one is having appropriate stomach acid. There's, you know, a lot of talk about heartburn. It's been, people have been yeah. talking about it for a long time, but never to be forgotten, having the amount of acid in your stomach helps not only with absorption of certain vitamins, but it's, it's the main way that we, one of the main ways we break down the food. And then, um, our intestines need to be nice and healthy and not inflamed because an inflamed intestine, intestinal wall does not allow the nutrients to cross and might allow things that we don't want to cross our intestinal barrier. And there are always viruses and bacteria, but then there are things like food, uh, food fragments that we really don't want to come across undigested that then can irritate the immune system. And then um, lastly, well, we need that intestinal health and then we do need that movement. We need the intestine to move well so that it, it goes along and prevents things like constipation, constipation stasis 
we don't want it to sit there for too long and and absorb too much water or you know have a hard time just or not getting it out and then of course that can decrease your <laughs> desire to eat the next meal mm. and then lastly is appetite we need a good appetite throughout our lives and, and wanting to take in those foods. So when you have problems in those areas, definitely those things are impacted as we age and then um, we need strategies to mitigate uh, a decline in those functions. Okay, well, that, sound, that sounds good. Should we, should we jump in a little bit into each of those different areas and can you yeah. give us a little bit more information about it? Should we just start, start at the beginning and weave our way through? Yeah, <laughs> to <absolutely>. the end. <laughs> absolutely. So I started with saliva because many mm -hmm. of us in the modern world, we eat a lot of salty foods yeah. and we get quite dehydrated. And so that is one common reason for, um, you know, we do produce less saliva as we age, uh, but oh. in general, a lot of us are dehydrated and that causes uh, an issue with it. So that's a relatively simple solution. Uh, for people that don't mind uh, drinking water, but also remembering that vegetables, fruits, vegetables, and soups also provide a lot of hydration. Oh, okay. And so those okay. are not to be underestimated as a way to stay well hydrated. Mm, um, in terms of, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I said that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of tart foods that we eat, lemon juice, um, cranberries, mm stimulate salivary production, you know, so oh. stimulate those juices, get those juices flowing, as I uh -huh. like to say, bitter foods do as well. And so hmm. even though we in I think in the mostly it's a d acquired taste, you do have to incorporate bitters into your diet to kind of get used to eating them if you're not uh, a frequent consumer of them, but things like black olives, kale, radicchio, oh, anything that okay. causes that little bitter taste in the beginning of a meal will also help with that um, saliva production. Huh, okay. Learning things all the time. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's, that's really interesting. Now, is it, are any of these things things that maybe you could, you could overdo, you know, like they're, they're good in small amounts, but you don't want to make full meals out of them or have them every day or something like that? Yes, a great point that you want to have a little bit goes a long way. <laughs> Historically, uh, bitter foods are the taste of bitter can warn us against that something's poisonous oh. in, in a food. So our, you do, um, it's great to develop a taste to incorporate it as part of a meal, but you don't need to consume it in huge quantities. And that pretty much goes for many things. Balance is key, even for herbs and spices. You want to use them to in moderation to help, but you don't want to make your meal so loaded in something that is unappetizing. Okay, so. no, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Are there things... Now that we're kind of going down this this road just a little bit, um, are there things, certain foods or whatever that are better to eat like in the morning or at night, or does it really not not matter very much? In terms of in the morning, a lot of people ingest bitter foods as coffee. 
Ah, you put okay. tons of sugar in it. That's one, one thing that yeah. people, yeah, enjoy. And then um, throughout the day, yeah, just a little bit goes a long way pretty much at every meal. Okay. Some cultures like to start the day eating bitter melon. Um, so that mm. is, it has many health benefits, but that's one of those mm-hmm. uh, digestive uh, support foods that people if you start at the beginning of the day it kind of sets you off well for the rest of it and a lot of people have bowel movements in the beginning of the day so it can help you with that first uh, elimination if it doesn't uh, if Ah, it's not something that interesting uh, happens easily yeah (laughs) that's a nice (laughs) way of putting it yeah Yeah, that's right we won't go there okay um Okay, so so that gets your digestion going. It kind of wakes it up, is what you're saying, to, yes. to really start working mm-hmm. um, along with your day. Yeah, and that's a the other point to add on that is as we age, some research is mixed on this, but people's taste sense of taste and smell mm-hmm. does decline. And so it's very variable and it may not make a difference in many people's lives. It's, you know, it's highly individual, but things like bitters and tart foods, they kind of wake up our senses and even just smelling food gets your digestion prepared and kind of preps your body for that enzyme release and the salivation going. So that's one way that, you know, you want using a lot of herbs and spices and Mm -hmm. keeping those senses kind of attuned to the fact that foods are coming um, really helps with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that, and that makes a lot of sense Um, because I have also read um, and I know probably with my, with my mom as well, but um, that as people get older, quite a few, Mm -hmm. like you say, they'll start losing their sense of smell Mm-hmm. and and taste because the smell is so so integral to the taste as yes. well um and so they they really stop eating as much mm-hmm. as they should because things yes. you know it's like they kind of taste like dust or they taste mm-hmm. um you know it's just not palatable or they'll go to more of the hot 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 right or to the edges because that is all they can all they can taste hot as in spicy yeah 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 and that that is that is another example of something you don't want to overdo so mm-hmm. the more uh, variety of spices you can use rosemary is very strong um, mm-hmm. garlic is very strong ginger fresh ginger there are other options although ginger can be spicy as well but mm-hmm. making sure that there's a, a complexity of flavor that doesn't necessarily just rely on something super extreme like uh, extra spice yeah yeah or extra heat I mean mm-hmm. well and ginger is is very good I know that's one of those things they tell you right with, with spices and herbs um, even in vitamins if you're having digestive problems to take, mm-hmm. take ginger mm-hmm. yeah helps with absorption yeah absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I take it every day but <laughs> Um, as does my husband. Um, okay, so so we've been talking about the um, that sort of, of digestion, and we've been talking about the spices and bitters and and mm-hmm. 
um, all of that. Um, what else, what are some of the other ones, some of the other things that people really need to look out for with their digestion? Um, mm -hmm. You know, you had thrown, you had said as well about stomach acid and, and that yes. sort of thing. Yeah, we usually have a very acidic environment in our stomach and that declines with age. Mm -hmm. So there are ways, again, the, the bitters um, are quite multifunctional and they do help stimulate some of that acid production. We need that acid to be able to break down proteins, especially, but you know, it just aids in the whole digestion process. And then we absorb protein when they're broken they're chemically processed by acids. So one of the easiest ways, obviously, you know, if you have a um, heartburn and are frequently using antacids all the time, it's good to get that checked out and kind of figure out why that's going on and get it treated and use the antacids as little as possible unless they're indicated, but don't over rely on them because that will actually decrease your stomach acid over time and decrease your ability to absorb many nutrients that you need. Mm -hmm. And so um, the one of the easiest ways to maintain an acidic environment, I mean, to optimize your ability to digest um, proteins is to use cook proteins in something acidic, using things like lemon juices, vinaigrettes, uh, tomato sauce, and, and meat are some of those ways that we can actually do some of the the processing before it gets into our uh, stomach. Yeah. No, I know. Um, I know personally. I um, I had a lot of problem with with acid reflux kind of stuff, mm. and um, I did not want to be. I mean, I had been on that kind of stuff when I was a teenager. Um, I don't think that had anything to do with aging. I think that just had to do with my family environment. But that's a Whole other issue, um, but when I did when I did get older, it I didn't want to go. I didn't want to take all of those antacids and stuff like that. So I did again, like we were talking about, kind of did some of my own research, which I have a tendency to do, and did find that uh, my issue wasn't that I had too much stomach acid; it's that I didn't have enough. Mm -hmm. And that that's why I was having the acid reflux because it wasn't getting digested. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. so I started taking a little lemon juice and I still do sometimes um, a little lemon juice before I have a meal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I buy the eight betaine HCL hydrochloric acid pills. Mm -hmm. And if I'm eating a big meal, I'll take one of those to help, to help digest it. Yeah. Um, there are many, there are enzymes and there are even that we've talking about mainly dietary things because it is something that m many people can utilize at home, mm -hmm. but there are medicinal, yeah, with it, proper training, you can use these things in higher doses, the herbs themselves ah. and tinctures ah, and okay. capsules. And then there are uh -huh. digestive enzymes that people can use. And I've used clinically, it's just critically important to figure out what is the cause underneath because these, um, if, if it's an ulcer that's causing that heartburn, then adding an acidic right. um, enzyme will just aggravate the issue. So mm -hmm. I'm looking at the underlying cause of it, but they can definitely be very helpful 
if you are losing digestive, uh, we call it digestive fire, but they can definitely be an aid, especially if you're processing large, heavy meals. Um, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, and I mean, just from what I did, I did my own little experimenting, mm-hmm. right? I didn't, I didn't just all of a sudden start taking all of this stuff. I, I was trying it, especially that mm-hmm. that's why the lemon juice before I even went to the HCL. Yeah. Right. Because the yeah. lemon juice can't, I don't want to say it can't hurt you. If you drink half a bottle, it can, it's not going to be yeah. very good for you, but you know, just a teaspoon or a tablespoon of lemon juice. Mm-hmm. at the beginning of a meal isn't typically yes isn't going to be a, a big issue yeah it's usually like something like in a salad dressing things like that mm-hmm. we, yes we normally eat and they're they're very low force as we say uh-huh. but but yeah as you mentioned sometimes people have food intolerances or things that are just aggravating to them and it with a decreased stomach acid, or just maybe that is causing some of that digestive capacity mm-hmm. to decrease, then it's actually the food that's aggravating and causing the, the problem. So getting to the bottom of that will definitely, um, if you can identify that will help things move yeah. along <laughs> yeah. much better, work much better. Oh, no, exactly. Exactly. That, that makes a lot of sense. In fact, I did a, I did a podcast quite a while ago when I first started the podcast, I think, about why stomach acid is good for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, critically important. And it helps uh, with our absorption of vitamin B12. And that is something that, you know, with our gastric acid, our stomach acid decreasing as the years um, progress, we run the risk of becoming B12 deficient. So this is something that a doctor can run and there are definitely shots Uh, B12 shots people can take or sometimes sublingually if they're Mm. deficient to help support that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely, I remember my mom used to take B12 shots. Mm. Yeah. Can be very highly effective. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Indicated. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, it seems, well, that's okay. I want to ask this question. Take us down a whole nother route. For another for another podcast, I was just going to ask, and and you don't have to answer it. I'll say we'll, we'll do it in another podcast. Is to talk about it. It seems that the B vitamins are one of the ones that, as people age, um, they do seem to need more. That they're not they don't get mm-hmm. them as well as as when they're younger. And I don't know whether that's because of the foods that they tend to eat or or what. But we won't talk about that now. We'll do <laughs> another podcast. Topic. That's right on on the on the actual food and the vitamins that are in the food that you know. Yes. Yeah. That 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 could be a a whole series by itself. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so okay. Um, I don't know. Do we want to? Um, do we want to just talk about? Because we've already talked about some of the things that you can do to help mm-hmm. with all of this. Um, do we want to talk about some of the other things that can be an issue? Not that we necessarily have to talk about how to fix it or any of those kinds of things, um, mm-hmm. but you know, some of the other kinds of things, whether you want to talk about menopause or the male menopause, or um, it's a part, also a part of aging that people kind of go through at different times and 
mm-hmm. affects them so differently? Yeah, I think in terms of um, definitely hormonal changes can affect your digestion and affect your microbiome. Um, I think that there's some really exciting new research that's coming out and uh, worthy of a, I think a, its own uh, a podcast, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I know you, um, you did say that at the beginning. I know, but I just, I didn't know whether there was something specific you wanted to throw in here since we've gone, you know, a ways down the digestive yeah. um, thing. Or if you just in want to wait. In terms of anything um, specific to that you were thinking that was on your mind for those? Um, I don't, well, you know, especially for women, I can't speak as much to the, the men's side of it. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's, we end up doing a lot of craving when we go through menopause for, for fatty stuff and, uh, you know, things that we end up, we end up gaining weight. Got it. From, yeah. And, and is that, you know, just since we're talking about digestion and we're talking about breaking it down and stuff. And I guess my question in this um, situation would be, does it, does it affect that? Does it affect whether you're breaking down your food well enough, are you getting the vitamins? Are you, are you not breaking it down or is it, you know, just packing on because it's not getting broken down or how does that work? Yeah. Well, our lean muscle, our lean body mass really decreases as we age and then our fat stores Mm -hmm. just naturally increase. Okay. And so our, our water mass decreases as well. So it is somewhat of a slowdown in, in absorption mm-hmm. and processing. We, we need part of the hormonal changes really as we become, so saying that all, let's say our gastric acid is decreasing and we're not taking in so many proteins, then we can't really make so many enzymes. Uh-huh. And then if we don't have as many uh breakdown enzymes, then we're not going to absorb as many nutrients. And that's part of what's going on there. And so there's the food cravings are tricky because our changes in hormones, as many of us know throughout our life, just make make us crave certain things. Mm -hmm. But in general, cravings can signal like a desire for chocolate, for example, Mm -hmm. can signal that we're in need of magnesium. Some people oh, have that okay. uh, magnesium deficiency craving. Uh-huh. Um, and so it really can, you know, be part of that. And also if we're going through changes, our brains do seek comfort and mm-hmm. often fatty foods, uh, some people find ca- carbohydrates really comforting. And so those cravings do go up as we're going through shifts and changes. Okay. Okay. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Okay. So do you want to just kind of, um, we could probably maybe just kind of go do kind of, I don't want to say a wrap up, but kind of a summary of, of, um, what you want people to take away from the podcast and re and remember, and, and maybe some suggestions or something, if you have some. Yeah. So I, I think the takeaway here is just incorporating things into your, your habits and your diet Mm -hmm. that support healthy digestion. And they don't have to be complicated. Um, Some of the things, like I mentioned, the bitter foods, they do multiple things. Uh, The 
the other thing that um, we always have to remember to keep a good appetite, and that is such a personal thing. Mm-hmm. But if, as we, as you mentioned earlier, if you feel like you're, the food is sitting there in your stomach, you're not really going to be uh, wanting to eat. You're going to want to eat simpler and simpler foods or less and less of it. And so that's something to always pay attention to, but it is, it does take some trial and error and mm-hmm. some strategies and work, but we can do, um, you know, we can stay well hydrated. We can incorporate digestive supportive foods and then have great habits around it. Primarily, the other thing I wanted to mention is many of us now just kind of run around and shove food into our mouths, but things like uh, I can be guilty of as well, but um, taking the time to have a quiet meal in a relaxed environment and chewing our food properly those types of things really help with absorption at any age. So mm-hmm. some of those good eating hygiene um, and, and don't have an argument over a meal to try to try to have a nice discussion uh, in an environment that you like and yeah. then find, find things that you want to eat that you enjoy. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I agree. And particularly the don't rush, right? Yes. We're all, we're all, all of us are in such a rush these days, even, even when we're home all the time now, it's like, it's still a rush. Oh, I have another appointment. Oh, I have this. Oh, I have to do mm-hmm. that. Oh, I, you know, and, and we don't chew our food yes. as much as we should. Yeah. And I'm guilty and, of it just like everybody else. It's yes. not a, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect here. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, no one is. Yeah. But I, yeah. Think, and- yeah, go ahead. I, I made a bowl of, um, of chili earlier this week and it's really, it's a, a very high quality bean mm-hmm. and chewing through it, it. It takes a lot of chewing to get through like a properly cooked <laughs> whole bean and uh, it takes a while, but that is uh, really the ideal way to eat. But I'm, I'm also p- love refried beans, which are much more uh, pre, pre-cooked. And uh, so that's pre chewed, just pre chewed <laughs> and easy to just uh, <laughs> scarf down really quickly. So, but uh, that won't help the digestion. <laughs> probably not, huh? No. Well, well, we we won't we won't go there. I won't. I don't need to throw in my opinion about beans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's got something that just does not, you know, the taste just does not agree with you. Yeah. And I am like that with beans. I just, I have not found one I like. <laughs> I love green right. beans, but it's not exactly the same. Or snap peas, but that's about the only way I can eat anything that's a bean. But like I yeah. said, we don't need to go there. So, <laughs> um, okay. So that, that sounds good. Um, did you want to quickly cover about constipation or should we do that in another podcast? Well, just to quickly say, I do think um, having uh, talking about some of the causes and um, of constipation or diarrhea can be a whole topic on its own. But in general, I think some people are, you know, obviously there are many reasons you can have constipation, mm-hmm. but it, it is uh, if you want to have optimal health instead of just adequate health, mm-hmm. it's good to not leave constipation until it gets severe, because it is our primary way of, of eliminating not only things, you know, uh, internally created mm-hmm. 
things, waste material that we want to get rid of. But then of course, it's the way that we process our foods and get rid of things we don't no longer need. So uh, um, don't wait until it gets really bad. Even mild constipation is a good thing to pay attention to and, and to try to resolve um, for optimal health. So um, there are many in a lot of cultures, a lot of people um, start their meals with a soup or uh, eat a lot of prunes, things like that, or just uh -huh. kind of, I think it's that old world wisdom that you start just supporting that movement um, for as, and create it as a habit. But I, I think it's a common misconception that you can let it go for, you know, if you don't have a bowel movement for, for days and days and days, that mm. that's okay, unless it's painful. And that is uh, really not optimal health, so. Interesting, okay. Okay. Yeah. And again, that hydration does matter there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot yeah. of people are, are a lot like me and they forget to drink, drink water. I mean, yes. I've got it here on my desk. <laughs> like I forget to get up and walk around exactly. as often as I should. Right. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So we will, we will leave the, the particulars of that for another, another podcast. I'm sure that that's, that's the second half of digestion, right? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, okay. And um, so just to let everybody know, we are going to be having at least one more podcast with Chris. Hopefully we'll make it a kind of an ongoing relationship here. And so um, with that, I will say that we are, um, well, this is not to be seen as medical advice. And um, I was going to say we're not doctors, but that's not totally true. But <laughs> but this is not a medical situation. So um, if you are having any problems, please go and um, see your own doctor or call or whatever they do right now. And if it's an emergency, please take care of it, whatever it is, and, and go to the emergency room. Okay. And that being said, um, Chris will be back with us. Um, for another podcast in which we will be talking even more about digestion and, and particularly about um, the different kinds of food that we need more of or less of as we yeah. age, as the case may be. Yeah. And with that, I will look forward to talking to all of you again next week. Well, thank you very much for having me. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.